from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant uh, good morning, or it's afternoon, really. Uh, afternoon. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's about 20 minutes after noon central. Hope you're having a good day, boy. It's just dark and dark and spooky out. Um, hope you enjoyed Dr. Thomas Levy. He's quite an interesting chap. We're going to spend some time with a gentleman out in the uh, West Coast who was introduced to us by a regular uh, listener, Sean, uh, who calls in from time to time. And Sean's been a researcher and an investigator into hmm, all things freedom-wise, governments, the courts, and and some of the some of the things go on in the world that we are find ourselves in on the earth uh, that we don't know about. And Robert Ritzman is here. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. I'll find out in a minute. How Ritzman uh, is on the line, and he has been looking into um, these kinds of things of freedom and uh, structure of government. Um, these for a very, very long time. And um, I'm sure he's got some stories to tell, too, of how it's got him into, actually got him in a little bit of trouble now and then. But his research uh, takes him back to 30 years of looking at the federal, the state, the banks, um, eight years researching admiralty law, maritime law, Territory law, common law, international law, okay, huh, uh, the zodiac history, uh, courtroom case studies, and and all kinds of um, fascinating things. If you want to dig deep into the world of of uh, Robert Ritzman, uh, Robert, uh, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Is it Ritzman? Ritzman? Sorry. Oh, <clears throat> I, you know the way I've heard it, my life was Ritzman. Ritzman. Yeah. But you know, um, when you start, unfortunately, when you start learning law, you'll realize that anytime you use a name, like giving a name to a dog, you submit to authority. So I always ask people <laughs> that I'm just a man. Just a man. So, Robert, <laughs> uh, you're just a man, and you live in uh, Washington State? Washington State, yes. Uh huh. Um, what, what are the most. Um, Let's see, interesting things that our listeners may find uh, learning about when it comes to the, um, the the structure, the formation, the real structure of this thing we call the government in Washington, D.C. The things that we believe are one way, but they're really not. You know what I'm asking? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's never been explained by the corporation, the corporate public schools, to the people correctly, but it's been it's been documented quite precisely that um, the word "new" is for incorporation. New um, is incorporate a incorporation is admiralty law. So, when Christopher Columbus um, was under was commissioned by the King of Spain, and um, he went to quote the New World to um, to start a plantation for profit, mm-hmm. um, they started New Spain in 1498 and um, plantation the Caribbean island. Well, England did the same thing with America with New England, oh. and then and then you know um, the Dutch they they took 
um, what we call New York City today, and they had it was called New ha- um, New Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So, what happens when you have a admiralty law setting? You don't have a king or queen. We have a corporate. You know, we it's incorporated. So the um, incorporation is the shipping part, and then the corporation part. That's the maritime contract part, and that's where we we have the president. You know, of a corporation, and um, then that's where most people they've they've they believe it's a you know it's a common law government. No, it's a it's a sidekick of a common law government. We the common law belongs to the people, right. and uh, you know, the corporation belongs to you know the democracy of the agents for the um, incorporated Washington D.C. That's a foreign it's a foreign government, but that's you know I don't mind. So the the United States as we know it is just a corporation. Right? It's just a corporation? It was set up as a plantation, hmm. you know, by the King of England, the thirteen colonies, and then it grew from there. And um yes, it's you know, it's it's, in, it's if you read the historical notes on the seventeen eighty seven um United States of America's constitution, it'll tell you right there in the by within the second page that that we are a that we are set up as a incorporation. As a corporation. Is that uh, in any way um, um, challenging for people who call themselves Americans to be dealing with a corporation? Well, in law, um, we have always, we must have remedy or you don't have law. Right. And this is where if the people um, don't learn law, as they did back in, you know, the 17, 1800s, mm-hmm. farmers, you know, they when they came in after the day's work, they had dinner and then they lit the candles and they read the, you know, they read Latin. They read the, Mary, the dictionary. They read the, you know, the Bible. Wow. And they learned, they learned law. Hmm. But, um, but it's up to man to learn the common law. You don't. The corporation has no obligation to teach you. So, do we get ourselves into uh, conundrums, not knowing the law of this corporation? Um, depends. I mean, if you're working, in my view, if you're working, you're paying your bills, and you have no legal problems, the system works fine for you. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, loss of job, health issues, you go into debt, and then you start losing your comforts, and then um, that's when you start going into court, and um, your perception of what you thought was law and your rights. Um, see, the thing is, is when... When they started the incorporation, they did the Bill of Rights, and that is so the corporation doesn't take away the rights of man. But when man goes into contract as a citizen, you've replaced your rights with privileges, and when you walk into court, you find out that what you thought you had for the Bill of Rights doesn't apply in a statutory setting. And that's where people, that's where people get upset and say the system's corrupt. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe the system's corrupt at all. I just think there's a lack of knowledge. So, if we become citizens, and then we have to go into court for some reason, um, we don't really have God-given rights that are enumerated in the... Well, you can if you you reserve them. You reserve. Oh, I reserve my rights. You've seen that, right? That's right. You, (laughs) You must, every document that you sign, every contract... Wow. You, you must, you must, you know, the thing is, say, in corporate law, okay, you don't have a name. A man doesn't have a name in corporate law because you didn't create any of the corporate names. 
And that's where the, another big of the misconceptions are that the bank, the bank account, the employment, um, the check for the employee, mm-hmm. um, the driver's license, the birth certificate. Um, we've we've thought because they look like our names, but they're spelt, you know, in a different fashion. Capitus Magnus, the all capitals. That's the incorporated Admiralty Law side. That um, we believe it's normal, and as time goes on, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, quite old, and I grew up in the day of common law when we still had common law courts in the '70s, and uh, you know, we're at a point now where um, the the education and knowledge of the American people is so low. Yeah, it's quite easy to be deceived, you know. Which it's not the corporation's fault; it's the people's fault. So we have this corporation, and you say that. So my name's Patrick Timpone. Um, I don't. I don't. What happens with my name when I deal with the corporation, like the IRS, for example? Okay. They. What's What's happened um, is in law. They in the 1700s they outlawed slavery, and what they did is you cannot enslave a man but you can count the footprints of a slave. Hmm. So the birth registration, when they take the footprints, the IRS makes a claim on that because you cannot tax land or man. So there's a contract created that the artificial name, um, which will be Patrick Tamponi, mm-hmm. the IRS makes an account. So when you become an employee or when you deposit into a bank account, that's called income and you're using the corporate structure and for that, there's a tax involved that, you know, we're using their property. But, you know, on the private side, when you do exchanges, you, you have a trading between men, um, and that, that, that currency never goes into a bank, then it never gets reported um, that, you know, we call it under the table. Everything on the table is the contract, and there is a tax on it. Everything under the table, there's no tax for it. That's where that term came from. I see, under the table. So let's go back to the birth certificate. So they took my little feet print when I came in, 1946. And what did they do with those footprints and what happened to me that I didn't know about? Well, they made a claim on them. They made a claim on my feet print. They made a claim on them, a copyright claim. And wow. because you've, ne- you've never done a copyright claim on them, mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that puts you under liability. But if you claim your rights back, this is one of the things I show people is we make a full set of footprints and other, you know, anything else you want to claim, and you do a feet claim with witnesses that, you know, they watched you put your feet on there, they know who you are, you're in good, quote, you're in good standing, and you make a claim, and then you give notice to whatever whatever international or, or federal or state agency that you want to give notice that you, you've done this. We've done that in, in court before. We've given them to the, to the judge administrator and... And um, it, it does have a huge effect on the, uh, you know, the court proceedings. So let's, uh, for Robert, let's stay out of, by the way, thanks for coming on. Um, let's stay out of courts for a minute, but just say that I would do my feet thing and my, I guess you can copyright everything, right? Your name, your thumbprint or everything? You can, okay. Or you can, you can claim... You can claim everything that you produce. So okay. you can write a book. Mm-hmm. You can you can claim right. it. You've got handprints, voice prints, DNA, everything that you hmm. that yours proprietary to you. Yes, you may claim it. Right. Like and, I did uh, a copyright for my screenplays. That's what I do. I file a copyright. Right. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and if anybody's going to use it for profit, they must get your permission. Right. Right. So um, how would my life change at all if I did my copyright for my DNA and my fingerprints and, you know, feats and everything? Would my life change at all for the better or would, just, would I just feel better doing it? Um, your life doesn't change. Um, if you're the average American that has no problems, you know, that's following the rules and you're, you're right. trying to not, you know, you're, you're not causing any problems, it, it doesn't do any, it doesn't change your life at all. Gotcha. But, but if, say, let's say you're very, you know, you have, you're very religious and you, you're very family oriented, you have a family, mm-hmm. and um, um, now a family member, a child making, making um, false claims or you're a spouse making claims, then what it does, it, it stops the legal society from taking um, jurisdiction where they have authority over you. So, you know, if you don't want, if, if the state is, you know, like there's this things going on right now where children right. are being diagnosed with cancer, right. and the state says you must do chemo, and right. that right. family says no, our religion says no, mm-hmm. so this right here will stop that. Wow, because if you don't do the copyright on your kid, then the state says that they own the kid because they've got the goods on the feet prints and everything. Right? That's correct. If you don't reverse these contracts that you've done, oh. you know, and this is the thing about it. The churches were hallow ground, and then the, the churches converted into a corporation um, for more profit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the Bible is copyrighted. It's for profit. They have a right to use it to make profit. Mm-hmm. But if, they, if the people create their, their common law church, and they, they have their common law society, then the state has to recognize, it's like being an Indian, okay? The, the Indian, if they go if they goes into town and gets drunk, well, the, the state court can't prosecute them. They call the Indian court, and they say, come get your property and take care of it. On the reservation, right? On the reservation. Yeah, the Indians have to go back there, and mm-hmm. since the Indians have their own law, they, they prosecute their own, their own huh. people. Same with the military court. They get a military personnel going in town and getting drunk. Right. Well, the, the city police call the military and say, bring your military police out and pick up your property. Hmm. Pick up so, your property. Wow. That's, that's what you're considered as property, yes. They, that's why the, the judges in a statutory court, they issue drag orders for their property when they want you to bring, when they want the deputies to bring you in. Yeah. So when we go to the hospital, mom, do a birth certificate, and we do footprints and stuff, that... We, we essentially unknowingly turn our kid over to the state. The state of Texas owns them, or the feds? Who owns them? Well, it's not called ownership. Yeah. That's slavery, but because, I mean, right now what's been happening generation after generation, the children, or the parents are also in the system. And if they haven't, see, the private, the private side, they don't mind this system because they share the information amongst themselves. And they're protected from, you know, the corporation dragging them into a, you know, as, as their property. So, you know, you'll find the private side, the Ivy League, say that they, they already have all their documents done at, at birth. And um, so the private, you know, the private families, Kennedys, Rockefellers, mm-hmm. or whoever else. They do maybe. all this stuff you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, Queen Elizabeth II, she had a birth certificate, and it, she didn't mind. You know, Nathan Ross Rockefeller, they, he's told many people that he operates business with the birth certificate because it is a business name. 
I kind of lost you there. So you're saying that the rich and famous and knowledgeable people do the copyright thing on their kids and themselves? I'm not sure if they do the copyright, but but um, they probably never go into, you know, we have what, a, a civil registration. Okay, and that, that started during the Roman civil law um, 2,000 years ago. Wow. And that's, that's what we're all in, is we're all in a civil registration. And um, that's where your, you know, your birth registration goes into the United Nations. And when that's not done, they consider you stateless. Hmm. So, wow. so the, the, the private elite, they have, a, they have another status that they put on them. It's like a diplomatic status. They, I, I they have immunity from, from most other government laws. Because they know how to do it. But, but you, you and Correct. I could do that too, right? We can do it? Um, we can I'm, do not, this is, I'm not sure. I haven't done anything to, to do the status, but it's been done for me because of what I've done, I my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have questions about this, uh, please um, email. We're on the line, so we can't use the 800 number. We're using it to talk to Robert Ritzman, uh, Washington State, and um, uh, you can email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So, I've studied a little bit of this, Robert, over the years, started hanging out with people, studying the Constitution 25 years ago. And one of the things I took from it was um, that you don't really want to ever go into court if you don't have to. Is that is that accurate, you think? A good statement? Yes. Um, they give you the opportunity to do everything administratively before you, you go in and dishonor and, and, you, and quote, the, the defendant is represented. So that's the part that you, you know, like, I, you know, like the Jewish community, they're a real good one to show, for example, you, you never see the Jewish in court because they have their own society, but they own all the businesses. So everything they do is done administratively. That's, that's why you never see them in court. Really? Give me an American. idea of how that works. You know, you're talking about the, the Jewish people and then uh, and the, the banking and all that, and they're all really big into the banks and things and business. Well, you know, we hear they own Hollywood. We hear they, right. you know, they're they're part of the uh, the pharmaceutical companies. They run that, so they pretty much anything that has any any direction on the U.S. corporation that you know that mainly their society, um, they control it. I see, and they can so, control it. And what is, how what's how do they deal with it privately and not go into courts? I'm curious. Well, you, okay. Um, it all starts with a shipping presentment. So when you get a letter and it has all, all capitals, Patrick Trombone, and it gives you a, there's a uh, complaint and they give you a court, you know, to show up at, you know, the county district court or the county mm-hmm. superior court. Well, this, the presentment started with the court clerk. <clears throat> so that's where the administrative process works right there is everything goes to the clerk. That's when you go in and start filing with the clerk and you you know whatever the dispute may be it gets it gets settled at the clerk's office it never goes into the courtroom where an administrator has to make a decision hmm oh and so this would be if somebody would sue you or something like that yes yeah see that and that's that's what you know until we until people learn you know how this system works this this corporate government then you know it, it and most Americans are are believing that it's common law, and we have you know no, it's not common law; it's a statutory law. The statue of man, not the man, is in the courtroom. 
what's the difference? Okay, it's not the man. No, so in a statutory courts, when you go into court and you take Robert's body in there, they don't recognize you as being in there? No, they can't hear the man. That's why they must have an agent. They can't hear the Speaking. man. Wow. Yeah. And in law, you must be whole to have standing, and that's one of the jokes. The attorneys are always you know, um, saying, I'm here on behalf of my client. Yes. So they always behalf you, and that way you have no standing. So that's, that's, why, so that's why people need attorneys if they go into court, if they don't know what they're yes, doing. Yes, I mean, so, you know, um, evidence is, is what the corporate side uses to perfect the contract, and exhibits are what the you know the people use to show they don't have any liability to the corporation. So when you do your you know your claims of your your feet and whatever you want to claim your mm-hmm. like your assumed name, the birth certificate it's called a assumed name. So when you do when you give them notice that you're using their property for for commerce, then it relieves you a lot of the liability. Especially now they have to have proof that you're in commerce. Give me give me an example of how. That would work in physical reality. Like, just make up an example how you would get could possibly a person get get pulled into court, but use these use this uh, assumed name thing to benefit them. Can you give me an idea? Okay, on the assumed name, yeah. it allows you to identify the grantor, whoever created the name. The grantee will be the name itself. The and then. And then now you can um, um, claim the use of an address. That's for the shipping of the name. So right then, when you when you identify those two things of commerce, the um, federal penalties for not doing an assumed name is Title 18, Section 1341 and 1342. And those both hold a five-year prison sentence. And I've known people that have been charged with that. <clears throat> doing the assumed name will get those charges dropped off immediately. That's remedy for that. Then... Then you get to choose not you know, so you Patrick Tempone, mm-hmm. you will not choose a name, but you will choose a standing. So you want a standing of no liability, the authorized representative. Now you can identify yourself using those names in commerce, or or not, you know. But you, anyway, you can claim yourself the authorized representative. Then during this administrative process, you can show where the liability is. So if um, the liability, you know, lies with the state. You can show it lies with the state and not the man. They can, you know, unless they can join you to commerce. So if you're, and this is the interesting thing about the law, if you're working, say you're working for a driver for um, Frito-Lay, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or a company, and you're, you're driving, you are driving commercial, and you're driving a vehicle that has commercial advertising on it, well, the law states the um, employer pays the fine not the employee. It's like, it's like working for a store and breaking the dishes. They have insurance. Mm-hmm. The, the store puts it off for insurance. So and this is where America, the model has been to pay another's debt. But Congress is bankrupt, and between the land and the people, we've been paying the debt of Congress since, um, actually, we went into debt 1775, and uh, got, anyway, so we've been, quote, in bankruptcy. They, they perfected a bankruptcy I believe in 1783, and then we went into international bankruptcy, and um, that's where we've been paying another's debt. That's because the Patriots, when Benjamin Franklin borrowed money from the Bank of Paris, 
the Patriots didn't want to pay it back after winning the Revolutionary War. And so that's the debt we're paying back, we the people, 250 years later? Well, it ended now, but yes, that's what it was all about. You know, and then we, yes, and every time a a foreign creditor loans the United States more money, then Congress doesn't, you know, Congress doesn't, you know, they don't make anything. So they they employ the um, the companies and the people to pay their debt. And now what's been happening where major companies have, you know, they figured out the the loopholes where, you know, they don't pay their share of the debt. So Americans have been paying more and more debt through taxes. Because people, the corporations and um, the elite kind of figure out how not to pay their share, right? Well, I mean, you only pay taxes you owe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the thing about it is if the people are always divided and I'm a man of one, then, you know, it's going to take me an entire lifetime to figure out all these laws. I'm doing a tremendous amount of reading. Where a, a, a group of people, they will come together as a society, a legion, and they will, you know, amongst two or three hundred thousand, or not hundred thousand, but there's a, you know, a lot, large group of people that do all this studying, and that's where, you know, a lot of these, these um, law firms that have a large group of attorneys, they will figure out how to hmm. um, work, you know, what is owed. So, yes, pay the taxes you owe by all means, but what do you owe? Yeah, what do you owe? <laughs> so, you know, that's the... You know, I can tell you a lot of things about taxes, but I'm not going to do it online because that will probably, I know that will probably get me in a lot of hot water. <laughs> you know, people often say, I've heard over the years that income ta- the income taxes is unconstitutional. I- is it? I don't believe it is because um, you're using the corporate, if you're using the corporate system for employment, mm-hmm. and you're using the Social Security number, mm-hmm. you're using a bank account, right. you're benefiting off their, their corporate structure, and the, the rules are, you know, that you pay taxes on that. Yeah, so we're kind of in the system, not, right? We're in, right? Yeah. And if you so, if, you know, if you are working privately, and um, you understand the difference in a statutory warranty deed and somebody that has property paid for, so a statutory warranty deed with a bank, you know, they're saying that you have to be a licensed contractor, and and everything goes tax, everything goes into the tax structure. But you go to a landowner and he pays you cash, nothing goes into the system, that's the private side. So that's what the, you know, the Amish are supposed to be operating that way. Right, yeah. And different than churches do as well, right? Churches operate that way. Well, they take donations, you know, and, and uh, they're a 501 or a 508 structure, and um, they've deemed them to be you know, tax-exempt if they do it correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, that doesn't always happen. I've known tax or churches that I'm in, you know, I talk with that they've taken donations, they bought commercial property, and they started food banks, and then the IRS contacted them, and they wanted taxes for that, that commercial land out of a food bank, a nonprofit food bank. They've all, they, everybody runs into problems. Because the IRS, are, they're going to get everything they can if they'll try, right? They're just going to do that. Well, you know... The way I view the IRS is they train their officials to take and destroy, whereas they don't, you know, going through the taxes as I have, um, it's so muddied up, you know, they've, they've, they've got a, such a, a, a contract that is disputable one way or the other, and um, yeah, when you start looking at things, it, you know, 
it's fraud because you know when it's like this real simple yes if you hire a contractor to put a roof on for ten thousand dollars he puts the roof on and he bills you um ten thousand one hundred dollars do you have to pay the invoice no because the contract is for ten thousand so what if the contractor sends you an invoice for nine thousand nine hundred dollars do you have to pay the invoice no because it's the bill was, I mean, the, the contract was for 10000 So this is the problem is what is owed and what is paid. Is it the same? Uh, what is, what's paid? So, uh, it has to match. The numbers have to match or it's fraud. Hmm. So, and this is, this, hmm. is, this is a lot of what the, you know, the private, they know. They understand this. So instead of making... Instead of making a tax payment, they will make a, pa- a tax donation. Hmm. Fascinating. Now, um, the IRS claims that if if uh, if you sell me your couch for five hundred dollars or something, right? And I give you five hundred dollars in cash, then you're supposed to claim that, right, on your taxes. If you're a citizen, yeah, citizens pay taxes, but men do not. Oh, well, there you get it. To, that's the big deal. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Does the IRS recognize Patrick as a man of knowledge that's private, or do they recognize him as um, a child with no knowledge that's a citizen? The second one. That's what they think I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they think no, I am. Until, until, you get the, until you get their data updated, I see. you know, that's what... That's what happens is when you start having financial knowledge, and you start showing them you have financial knowledge of the separation. Then, then the then, you know that's where this issue with the Department of State separation of citizen and national. That's you know, a lot of that's what what that about is when you start getting knowledge. Hmm. So, so we're all unless we know better, we're all citizens, and we don't want to be that. You can. I mean, I don't. You know, yes. If you, I mean, it's up to the. Yeah, right a, now, m- most people they don't have the, they don't have knowledge of what what's right, going on, right? And they're fine with it. It's sure. their life. It's their it's their reality and their truth. And I don't want to affect them in any way. Exactly. Whatsoever. If you want to pay your but, taxes and go down the road, you'll be good. Right, and that's why you know I, I don't do anything commercially. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't sell information. But mm-hmm. anybody like you know people you know families that have lost their children through the state if they you know if they want my help to get them back i will show them the path to get them back hmm. you know instances like that you know a a code violation you know um you know back in the 70s they didn't ish they didn't take you to jail for a dui the police drove you home or they, they said park on the side of the road for four or five hours when you feel better then drive home but right now you're yeah. not capable yeah. but that's how it used to be back in the 70s if you remember i do not but i didn't realize that and so the, what changed, uh, Robert, then from the 70s to now and like DUI? Well, what, so. what, what changed was a uh, Bretton Woods agreement when they took away silver. That was remedy for man. So 1976, the last common law court ended. And then by 1983, we were full statutes. And that's when you heard about mothers against drunk drivers. And um, that's huh. when they started, they focused on DUIs and people started going to jail for it. And that's a, that's a commercial crime. It's not a... And, you know, I've read a lot of territorial laws, and there's nowhere in any state's territorial laws is there a crime of drinking on a horse or drinking on a, or drinking on the wagon. Right. Okay? So even, 
even in the 20s, you know, before the, when we had the, um, the for hire law. And then right after that, we, we got into the driver's license law. There wasn't a, a code for drinking and, and being in a, you know, behind the wheel of a carriage, horse's carriage, I'm going to call it. Not a, not a, you got to be, you know, the ter- the sad thing about learning all this is you start learning all the commercial terms that we're all using. An automobile, you know, a vehicle, a passenger, traffic, these are all commercial terms. And when you're using the easy legal system, they recognize them. And they said, ah, you're in our system, where in my slang of the land, I use these terms every day with the people I know, and they don't have the definition of them, you know, between a man and a person. People believe person is a man. It's, you know, in the legal world, they are not. They're not, they not the same. So, but that's, that's the biggest problem of America right now. We have a couple languages, you know, sure. and we have slang, we have American English, and we have legal English. And that's the that's what messes most people up and and trying to you know trying to learn and, and protect themselves. And as you well know better than anyone, it, the whole thing is so um, unknown to all of us. The, the, the chances of most people digging in and really learning it are just slim to none because it's like it's like another another language. It is another language, isn't it? It is another language, and, you know, there's consequences, you know, financial consequences for your freedom, your financial affairs, what happens with, with the courts, and people go their whole life being mm. deprived of their their labor energy, you know, their family, because they, they don't have the knowledge. Mm. So you are you speaking mainly of paying unlawful taxes that you don't have to if you are, is that the word we're talking about? Um it can be for many reasons, you know, child support. Child support. In common law, you don't pay for your own property. So, and right now, but since the children are future taxpayers, Congress doesn't have the money to pay for them. So they said, hey, you know, father, you pay for them. Hmm. Nowadays, even if, you, even if you date a girl and live with a girl that has children, now the state says, we want you, you know, the boyfriend to pay for them. So it's it's getting you know we're it's getting where the the state the government the state government the corporate government you know they're you know we want you to pay for everything because we don't we don't create we just take that's the corporation. So do you think that's the proper role of government to to using tax money to take care of these kids or whatever it is? Well, you know, if you believe you're a taxpayer, then pay your child support. Right. If you believe that you have responsibilities to take care of your family, you know, the, you know, and it's, you know, and feed them, close them, then you're not a taxpayer. You're a man on the land. Hmm. So it all depends, you know, actions, you know, if your actions depend on, on what you are. If you're taking benefits from the corporation, then yes, you're a citizen. You're the contract there. So this is being responsible. And, you know, right now we're seeing across America, a lot of people are losing their jobs and they're losing their comforts. Mm-hmm. And they're taking benefits. Yeah. So they're showing who they are through action. And this looks like it's really the tip of the iceberg, Robert, uh, with um, you know student loans and um, universal basic income on the verge of happening more and more and more, more government borrowing and just giving people dollars, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I look at it. You know, if you, you know, if you want, if you want the opportunity to, 
go to work and you know and and have a nice home and cars and vacations, nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the best opportunity is in the corporate world. You know, and if you're um, a person that lives somewhere rural where there's hunting and fishing and you know camping and and um, you're living in old homes, you know, 900 square foot old 1940s, 1950s home, and your your overhead is very low, and the government offers you a basic income, and now you get to have more free time. It works out good for them. But you know, if you're like me, I'm very aggressive. I you know I work a lot, and if I they they take away my opportunity and they say, well, you know, we don't need your 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 group, you know, I'm, I'm a carpenter, contractor. Mm-hmm. We don't need any today, so we're going to give you basic income, sign the contract. I will have to say, you know, say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Robert Ritzman is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Pretty fascinating stuff. Stay right there, Robert. Let's do a little break here, and then uh, we're going to continue. And if you have a question for him. Wow. It's like trippy, yeah? If you would like to detox your little body, we got to work on those finger footprints. I want to do that. Uh, if you want to detox your body and your footprints, you can get a relaxed far infrared sauna. And uh, the way to get one is to email me, and I'll hook you up for uh, 1,295 Federal Reserve notes. We'll talk about the money with Robert. And when we come back, we'll just dig into the money stuff. 1,295 of those things we call dollars are Federal Reserve notes. This is a great system. We think you'll uh, really enjoy it. It's incredibly low uh, uh, EMFs. There's, well, there's no RFs, radio frequencies, like cell phone towers or Wi-Fis. There is some magnetic energy and electrical energy, which is what you get whenever you have uh, you know, whenever you have uh, a motor and you have these motors and these far infrared motors and they're they're very quiet and they put out far infrared light that's uh, quite healing. They've actually won awards in um, in um, Taiwan where the medical university is for their technology. Now, be careful. There's a, there's quite a few um, what we call knockoffs, right? Knockoffs from. Uh, uh, this um, sauna, they look just like it. I mean, it's just like just like it, but um, they're they're not. Now they're just they turn on some heaters and they they heat you up, and it's just not. You know, be careful. We've seen them out there, and they look exactly like the relaxed far infrared sauna, exactly, but uh, they're not. They're just some a tent and a couple of motors, and they send out some heat there, and uh, they charge you seven, eight hundred dollars, and people got, oh, I get this one. Be careful. Uh, just get the relaxed far infrared sauna. This is the real deal. And the way to get one is just to email me, Patrick, at One Radio Network, and we will hook you up and get you taken care of real quick. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll like these things. Really. Previously, with chemist, biologist, and nutritionist George Altgelt, we asked him this. And so, what do you think about Dr. Seneff's contention that? As these glyphosates are in the soil, they bust the sulfur cycle, and that's really detrimental to the body. It's extremely detrimental. Uh, sulfur is such an important detoxifying agent for the entire body and especially for the liver. 
got to have trace minerals so that the liver can build these compounds that are essential for getting itself cleaned. And that lady who was talking about sulfur, mm-hmm. man, play that ad every chance you get because our foods are so deficient in sulfur. And it is a big deal for the liver to have enough sulfur to make all those compounds that it uses to detoxify itself. Not just sulfur. They're all important. But sulfur is the one that we're so deficient in, and we need sulfur. Thanks, George. I had some this morning. You? You might want to give it a try. You can click an order right on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. Three locations, three prices delivered. And if you'd like more than four pounds for a discount, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com we got some pretty cool things happening now for Valentine's Day, which is, what, next Tuesday, I guess? Is it Tyne or Tynes? Anyway, on Sir Thrival, um, Daniel Vitalis' portal that he has, let's see, what do we have for sale? Um, we have the Taboo, which is a uh, little fun thing. I don't know if I have that. Nope. But uh, for boys and girls to take uh, before you neck. And, <laughs> and then vitamin... Uh, K, uh, vitamin D, K2, that's uh, 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 good stuff for south of the border as well. So they have these on sale. Uh, promo code LOVE15, 15, 15% off. And then also, they have some of the other products too um, that you can find on sale as well. So you'll see, it, when you click on there, you'll see some of the other products for sale. But it's all use the same promo code LOVE15 for 15% off. So it's really fun, you know? They, these are nice products. You can do the pine pollen and see what else you have on sale there. Code LOVE15. I think they have, um, hmm, trying to figure out what other ones are on sale. But it's great, great company. Uh, uh, Valentine's Day and LOVE15. If you've not tried the uh, the BioAge, this is a great uh, company that they did a deal. Well, the Russian government did a deal with Dr. Michael Kiriak years ago and wanted him to develop some of these microalgaes for, um, um, you know, Olympian athletes and things like that in Russia because, you know, they, they like to win and they're into longevity and these things. So he developed this uh, microalgaes in Russia. And then when the whole thing fell apart with the Soviet Union thing, I don't know, and I think in the 80s, then they stopped the program, the government quit funding it, and then uh, Michael Kiriak now makes these um, microalgaes, and it's a great product. You get four, five, six, ten different microalgaes, and they're made under pristine conditions without any you know, water pollution where you go down like 25 feet and you get the water and then you put them in a bioreactor, so no pollution. It's a great company and these are very powerful and you can get several different kinds, but I would just get the most, you know, they have different prices, but I would just get the F4, which is, you know, the, the strongest. If you're Italian Scorpio, you just get the strongest. That's what you do. But you can get whatever, whichever ones you want and uh, I think you'll enjoy it and you can feel it uh, and you'll feel better. Just take it, take it every day, take it every day, and then who knows what's what's you know who knows what it's all doing. But we know that it's a it's a good thing. It is the BioAge 
on OneRadioNetwork.com. BioAge. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking with Robert Richmond, and he's up in uh, uh, Washington State. And Robert, how long have you been learning about and doing all these interesting things with your life? Well, I mean, I'm, it's kind of, I was born on France, and my father, he was um, on, a, on a U.S. Air Force base. My mother's British, and um, I didn't know what my father had done for me at birth, but hmm. when I become a teenager and um, getting myself in trouble, I've learned that my standing was different than all my friends. Really? They, you know, I had, no, yes, they, the courts couldn't couldn't deal with me as they could deal with all my friends. I'm not a U.S. citizen. And I figured out, you know, and that's part of the process is I ask people to do is take all their documents, everything, their driver's license, social security card, registration of cars, birth certificates, birth registration, bank statements, water statements, electrical statements, and identify what all this stuff is. And you're contracting with all this stuff. And, um, but, you know, for me, I've been self-employed almost my entire life. And uh, my self-study, never went to college. You know, I studied law books, construction books when I was back in the 80s and started construction companies. And um, so, you know, it's, I've been at this a long time, but it wasn't, until, it wasn't until 2015 when a major event happened that it was a, uh, you know, a, the, it was the largest, most important contract of my life. What was that? And that's when I really indulged into studying and studying the courts on what they were doing, how they were doing it, just to protect myself. And have you had some um, challenges when you're doing all this stuff, get in trouble with these people and get bumps in the road? Not too much because um, my father taught me that when the, uh, the, city, the city municipalities or the county um, corporations um, when they overstep their oath to, you know, not to harm man, to contact the FBI and give notice of the breach. Really? So, you know, there's something, in, when you're in court, there's, there's one thing called personal jurisdiction, and that is a citizen status. They must, you know, they must have that. And then there's the other, the other part of jurisdiction, which is subject matter jurisdiction, which is the contract. They must have a contract. Well... What happened with me is I ended up going to the FBI um, into this with this matter and laying it on the table that the courts were out of order. So, I you know the courts are so bad they are they are in breach of their duties that um, that's usually what I do to help people. Is like I look at the court structure and then put them in order, and now you can properly contract. But these um, foreign agents we call attorneys they have created their mafia society i don't like them and and i tell you right now the fbi doesn't like them the fbi agents i talk to don't like the attorneys but um they have corrupted the system of law in america so bad that they're rotting the american worker so what to the Ameri- you, i'm sorry i didn't hear that yeah, what to the american worker they're robbing the american they're, worker by charging these large fees to do stuff in the courts oh yeah yeah they you know it's all it's 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 a conspiracy. They've all gotten together, hmm. you know, to to represent somebody in a in a in a commercial matter, divorce, you know, probate, 
um, traffic, you know, traffic citations, um, felony, you know, cases, whatever it may be, mental. I mean, why would you let a foreign attorney take care of your mental status? I don't get that. Why would you let a foreign attorney take care of, you know, the child custody issues? Why not the church? I mean, what's happened to us? So, by foreign attorneys, you're talking about the bar? What, the my, British accredited registry, the foreign uh, foreign entity to America, yes. And when did these guys get in there? Early on, huh? 19, 1949. 1949. <laughs> yep. And they got full control by ni- 1993 is when they got full control. And that, that happened when they dissolved the, uh, the $5 red seal note. That was the last real legal tender we had, lawful tender. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's a, well, those were the ones during Kennedy's, JFK? John Kennedy was reprinting them, yes. He was reprinting the Red Seal $5 note. Yeah, he, he, he started a program to bring the U.S. Treasury back. Right. And, you know, that's not the Federal Reserve, but start start printing lawful money. Hmm. And he was doing, he, he got the $5 done, and then he was on the 10s. When he was assassinated, the 10s did not get released because he was assassinated. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah he, was bringing, he was bringing back lawful money. He was bringing back, boy, that'll, you, that'll rile up a lot of people you don't want to get angry at you. Oh. Well, that's, I mean, that's in, you, you can read all that. This, sure. this is all online and stuff. Or it, it was online, but with what I'm seeing with the Internet, a lot of information is, is no longer there. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, des- yeah they, des- they dis that's What happened is they, you know, they, they canceled the $5 Red Seal note, so they were all, when they were, they all got pulled back in. And um, so, you know, in my view, the only lawful money we have on America is a double bar $1 stamp. Is a what? Uh, you know, we have the signet, you know, the, the sign for fiat is a is an S with one line through it. That's a single bar. And that, that signifies it's fiat currency. Oh, really? And, and that's where the dollar sign comes from? Yeah, the, that, the old dollar sign when we had money was a S with two bars in it. Oh. Hmm. Well, the when they did all this, when they canceled all this stuff, they had to have remedy for man. So if you look at the um, there's several um, United States postal stamps. The 1992 uh, surrender Burgoyne. It's a blue blue stamp, which sign- signifies maritime law, but it's a double bar. When the United States came out of bankruptcy in 1998, they came out with a red fox stamp, which is a double bar, one dollar stamp. So this was a remedy they gave they gave to man. That's why people in the uh, truth movement they collect those stamps and they use those on their whenever they're creating documents or paperwork, you know, to, to signify what they're doing. And there's lots of ways how to use a stamp, but they place these stamps on the document, hmm. um, on the docs, basically certain ways to where it has power. Fascinating. So the money that we have now are Federal Reserve notes. And so what's, give us in a kind of a broad view of this system and what's going on with these dollars that we use today as currency? Well, you know, a lot of that you can read on Chicago Federal Reserve, right. but um, the foreign bankers that credited Congress, um, they, you know, they created in 1913 the Federal Reserve Central Bank. And so they replaced, they slowly and surely replaced the American money with a foreign currency. The Federal Reserve note is foreign. It's 
foreign. And that gave the foreign, I mean, if you loan somebody, you know, uh, 1.6 million francs and they can't pay you back, then why would you let them, you know, continue commerce without control that you could get repaid? And that was the purpose of the Federal Reserve was, you know, so, so when Congress needs, when they come out with a, a um, budget, they, they, it's approved, they send it to the Treasury, and then the Treasury asks the uh, Federal Reserve to fund Congress. Yeah. And the Federal Reserve, you know, the creditors to America, they say okay, and then that allows the, you know, the new, whatever the budget of Congress is, that allows Congress to operate. But um, so it's foreign, you know, the foreign creditors are allowing America to um, do, and, and basically on the, to do commerce internationally, and that's what by the Federal Reserve note is a, you know, federal, it's an international currency. And that's one thing that made America so strong. And who, who owns the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? Private investors. That, you know, it's a private contract. We don't know who owns it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Mostly, I think, I think most of the big banks are in on it, aren't they? The big banks? Well, you know, you know I always look at it, you know, as like there's always a man behind, behind a corporation. Right. There's always a board. There's always people, men, that are running the board that runs the corporation. And, you know, most of the time we don't know who these people are. So I don't, personally, I, I really don't mind who's running it as long as the American people, you know, they have the right to prosper, mm-hmm. be happy. That's my view. What about gold and silver? Isn't that real money? You said the stamps are the only real money? Gold, silver? Yeah, they, you know, the stamp is a piece of paper. They, they stamp it with, a, you know, an image and that's considered money. And then gold and silver, we come out with a round, and then it gets stamped, you know, with the images of the president and you know the denomination. That's that's called money. Yep. Well, stamps. You know, when you go to the clerk's office, they clerk puts their court stamp on the order, and um, you know that has value. People have told me over the years that when you use Federal Reserve notes. In, in your business, just use them like we all do. That that kind of that kind of puts us into this system as well. Is that true? No, well, they may believe that I don't. Um, I believe because it it's written on there um, for um, public or private debt. You know, as long as they said if you're not a citizen, you can claim the note as for you know for exchange for private debt. So. Right now, most of this has to do with your knowledge of financing and your standing. So, yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, coming over and you're buying my farm equipment, okay, and I've had it for 20 years, it's not registered, and you hand me $2,000 of Federal Reserve notes, and then all of a sudden somebody says, hey, that was a, that was a sale, you got to pay taxes. Now, you know, use tax, you got to pay a use tax. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I, I'll challenge them on that. Where is the bridge to the public? Show me where the bridge is. This is the private sale. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of what I deal with the, you know, the county government here is where's the bridge? Where's the application? So you walk into the Washington State um, um, Planning Department and you do an application for a building permit and they tax you because they, with that permit, with that application, you, you put yourself in the public. Hmm. So, you know, you walk into... Um, the fish and game department, you know, Washington State Fish and Game, and through the application of a hunting license, you're now paying a fee to do what you have a right to do. 
And this goes on all the time with everything, right? Every time we move and getting into the corporate, the government thing, they, they tax it every, every, every chance they get. Well, it's because, you know, people don't have knowledge, okay? Texas State is the land, and state of Texas is the corporation. Mm-hmm. People, they don't realize what they're doing. They have, they, most people are just oblivious to the contracting that they're doing. So, but I've always heard that if, if we're not privy to all of these terms in the contract, then it's not really a good contract. I mean, don't I have to understand a contract for it to be valid, even if I sign it? Well, that's where, you know, um, you, you know, you acquiesce into these contracts through your action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like driving onto Walmart parking lot. You see all the signs up there that shows you a picture of a camera, and it's, and it's in blue, maritime contract. So they're telling you that you... You know, it's private property, but they're going to photograph you. Right. So you, you've accepted the contract because they've, they've given the contract. They, they showed you the contract of the camera, the sign mm. of this camera. Mm. You know, there's parking spaces all through Walmart parking lot. And they've all been designated. They've all been painted. But if you park in the middle of an access, you can park anywhere. But if you park in the middle of the access, you block commerce, you're going to get cited. Because you, there's a contract, the parking area is designated. You have special parking. It's in blue, and it you know for handicap. And it shows up. It's a blue sign. It shows a picture of a of a, a figure of a person in a wheelchair. And if you don't have a placard on your windshield, that a permit that allows you to park in that special act that special parking, then you get cited for that. Right. So you know, I mean, the contracts are always displayed. I see them. You know, then people say, you know, they're not contracts. Well, they don't realize what a contract is. So, let's see. So, what kind of contracts did we sign, uh, most of us, our listeners and Patrick, that we didn't know what we were getting into? Everything? First one, usually the first one is um, the um, Social Security card and the bank account. Oh, Social Security. So, that's the first one into into commerce that, you know, usually now, you know, that um, the, the a lot of I hear hospitals now are open up, you know, infant children with a bank account. So because it's not your name, you know, sure they open up a bank account for, you know, five day old Patrick Timponi, <laughs> and uh, but it's not your not see these bank accounts. None of them belong to us. They all belong to, you know, Comptroller Currency is one is the one that directs all this. But they're not ours. We just get to use somebody else's. And um, but when you start using somebody else's. Um, commercial account there is that's when it puts you in a contract well that doesn't seem fair nobody told us about that stuff no but you know when you go like what you know the principal is the name okay in all caps patrick patrick timpone timpone right. mm-hmm. is a principal name that's the, that's the principal right but when you're when you're too young to contract be you know be under under the age of 18 and you go to a public school they have a principal there to talk for you. Oh, that's where the term comes from, principal. Yep, that's for the name. Oh, so man. man is not at the school because, you know, you have class. You have, you know, school is for fish. Everything, that, most of the terminology they use is, a, is for nautical. It's, it's, you know, school of fish. Podcasting, pod is a mammal in the water. So you're no longer on the land. You don't have rights when your feet are not on the land. 
<laughs> so all these terms get you into the get you in on off the land in the water. So were there just a group of really swampy people long ago that that figured all this out and knew what they were doing, or did this just kind of evolve over over a couple hundred years to be in the swamp that it is? Well, every you know. Every zodiac, like you know, the pharaohs were under the Taurus, and they had a system, right. you know, for their society. And then the Macedonian Seleucians, they were under Aries, they had a system to control <laughs> their government. And then we went to Pisces, and when the Roman civil registration happened, and that's when the capital, the Latin Capitus Magnus, came in, and the Roman society lasted for about eight hundred years. So it's a very good system for whoever is ruling. But you know, if you read, the people suffered. But um, it's just a, a, it's a corporate system what we have here for structure. You know, in the last, you know, in the last 30 years, Americans have benefited immensely. Our houses got bigger. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a, you know, you remember everybody had one used car in the driveway right. back in the 60s and 70s. Right. Now everybody has five brand new ones. <laughs> you know, we are lucky to have one TV. You know, and when the color TV came out, you know, my family couldn't afford one until, you know, years, you know, after. Years of saving, we, we finally got a color TV. But now, we, you know, the, the people today don't realize the luxuries, the materialism that, are, you know, that this corporation has given us. It's a wonderful life here in America. Don't, but I have a right, you know, I have my rights, and, you know, I'm not going to give my rights up and, and have a corporation tell me that, oh, you're sick, we're going to give you chemo. Like, no, no, I don't do chemo. But mm-hmm. nope, you're our citizen, you're our, citizen, you're our property, and that's what we're going to do. So, like, you know, what's going on with this current event of the pandemic, whatever, is, yeah, whatever it's, it is, um, right. you have a choice, you know, to take their to take what the corporation's offering or not to take it. So, even if you're a citizen, you still have a choice, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, just depends. Sometimes. On depends. Mm-hmm. What I've seen is it depends on the liability. You know, right now with this, with this, this is Pfizer and McDerma. Um, stuff they're doing, the liability is so high, they offer it for free. It's a human trial. So if you want to be part of the trial, then you're taking the liability. And then then we did, we talked about this morning, Robert, about uh, the pilots and, and what they're doing to, you know, to force them to get the vaccination. They've done it with the nurses and all that. But I wonder why, I, I know the nurses lost a, uh, Big time! What a couple of years ago, when they didn't want to get it, why did they lose? What did they do wrong? Well, because they've been <clears throat> they've been trained. They got a government license. They're actually in the military, and um, you know it's like the military now. They're saying you you know you have to if you want to right. stay in the military, you have to take the vaccine. So they have a mass exodus happening right now in the military. That's the remedy: leave, just leave. So yeah. you know if you want to you know, if you want to be if you still want to help man then you can you know you can always help man without a license you just have to you must have a contract and that way the corporation can't come in and say you're harming our citizens so i you know i met lots of doctors that left their licensed practice and they went into the private and um so they're still doing what they love but they do it in the private and like down in texas where you are dr stanley brzezinski you know he always had a contract yeah. with the cancer patients and he's never been convicted of you know of being in a, in a public arena, he's never been convicted. But they tried like heck to do it. They did. And I know in California, I believe that they're trying to take the license away from doctors who are questioning the vaccine safety. 
well, it's their corporation. If you had a company and your employees were harming your your company, then you have a right to you know basically you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get your company in order, and that's what they're doing. So, you know, the state of California it's very unique. The people won the state of California through war, and I mean I'm not gonna get into too much on the on the phone here, but it would probably get me in a lot of trouble what I know about the state of California. Hmm. But if, if the people would study California and understand, get knowledge and comprehend what these courts are, what the California State Bar Association, the limits they have, they have, you know, right now, they're way out of line in California. Way out of line. Yeah, they seem to be doing some squirrely things. Here's a call, uh, email from Anita. So does your guest think there would ever be a situation, I'm a citizen, and I don't know any of this material, where I could be forced to take a vaccine that I don't want to take? Yes, if you're holding, if your purse or your wallet has corporate documents, they can use that for jurisdiction. No, what do you mean? Give me an idea. Well, we all have corporate documents in our wallet, right? Probably. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't carry nothing. You don't carry no. anything. Wow. But most people no. do, like a, a debit card. Those are all corporate documents, right? Yep. Yeah, it has an all caps name on there that you don't own right. that you're contracting into the, you know, the into the banking system. And um, that gives the courts, which are banking, they're doing insurance claims, that gives them jurisdiction. So, yes, um, unfortunately, yeah, if you have, you know, if you carry all the corporate documents, which most Americans do to, yeah. to live their life, you see, that's the thing like with the Rockefellers or Kennedys or Bill Gates, you know, these, these people, they have a corporate board with, you know, board members, and they don't have anything in, in their, in quote, their, what you think is their name. And a corporation pays the pays the debt on the, the home, pays the debt on the corporate car. And uh, what's called an aggregate, you know, um, board is, okay, they don't have, you know, um, on the, the Rockefellers, for sake. They don't make any decisions for their company. An aggregate board does. And so they have no liability. That's why they can't be sued. So they don't have anything. Well, that's the idea that the for. real rich, they don't own anything, correct? No, they don't. And they have, a, they have enough they have enough resources to where they have a board taking care of them. And, you know, if you're, if you're David Rockefeller or one of the Rockefellers and you don't like what your board, how your comforts of life are going, then you put a board in that now that, you know, they, they make sure that your comforts are met. Hmm. It's pretty funny, but see, since they own nothing, you know, you never, you know, you don't sue anybody that doesn't have any money. So if Bill Gates doesn't have any money, you don't sue Bill Gates. So Bill Gates is, you know, he's, we've all seen the videos, he, you know, him and he up there snickering and laughing and he's telling us, yep, you're going to, this is come down the pipeline for you. And we're all going, you know, I don't like what you're saying, but he doesn't have anything to go after, you know, and he's, he's a private. So you tell me whether the private court, there are no private courts on America, South America, Central America, North America. I don't know of any private courts to take him into. But yes, the the documents that you carry that can give jurisdiction. That's why usually under contact, the police ask you for ID because once you show them ID, they have a contract. That's why all these these YouTube videos on audits. Most people are now waking up. I don't have to give you a name. I have to give you ID. I don't want a contract with you. That's why those are so powerful now. Hmm. People are starting to they're learning yeah, this information. Yeah. yeah, this information starting to come to light that the. The police, you know, the police and the deputies, they are limited 
and it's up to your knowledge to contract or not to contract. What does your guest think about storing gold in a third-party um, facility like the state of Texas has a gold bank or something like that? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's your responsibility to protect your property, whether it be your family, your home. And if you have gold and silver, um, whatever, you know, my personal advice is, from my personal view, for me, if, if I have gold and silver and nobody knows I have it, mm-hmm. nobody knows where it's at, it's pretty, it's pretty protected. Yeah, that's right. That's what our, my mentor in the, in the world of money, Robert Andrew Goss, who used to buy and sell gold coins for a living, his, his whole message was always that, you know, this, just retain possession and don't tell anybody and keep it safe and you're good. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if we know you have something, then we're going to come look for it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, here's an interesting email. Let's see. This is from uh, Rob, like your name. Um, what does your guest think about property taxes? I live in Texas, like Patrick, and my property taxes are really high. Is there any way around these taxes? Property taxes. Well, I, I can tell you through personal experience of taking cars out of out of registration and i do know people that have taken property out of registration but they are people they're not citizens they they have the status they've been they they went to court and they had you know a vast amount of knowledge of law and commerce and um they showed me how they took their property out and it's exactly the same way i took my car out Mm -hmm. But yes, you have you know you have the U.S. corporation and you have America. So it depends on where you know where your feet are. Are your feet on paper? That's the U.S. corporation. If your feet are on dirt, that's America. So yes, there are things that you can do, but it always it always starts back to who you are. You know what 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 does the data you know, the the United States uh, Department of State? What do they think of that name? You know, Patrick Tempone. Mm-hmm. Is that a national? Is that a citizen? So do, do you have financial knowledge? Can you operate without disrupting the, you know, the commerce of United States corporations? And, um, you know, are you, in, are you in good terms or are you, a, you know, a, a tax protester? You know, are you, doing, are you causing problems? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what I see what's happening is a lot of people that try to learn this knowledge, they, they you know, they start causing problems and, and basically, you know, the corporation agents come after you and ruin your life. But, yeah, they, they yes, put them in the category like tax protester, right? Sovereign citizen is a good one. <laughs> yeah, they did that to me years ago too, and I got into a jam when I got creative. I didn't, I didn't report something I didn't think I should, and well, you know, I. Well, they said there's remedy for everything, and you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I constantly look at my actions on what I'm doing to mm-hmm. see, you know, if I want to contract. Some things I do want to contract. Some things I don't. And sometimes I've made mistakes, but I had to go in and, and correct the mistakes. But, you know, I, I mean, but the theory of law always stands. You know, theory of law is always an argument. And, I, you know, because I've studied what law is, that I be, I'm able to go into a county auditor's office and argue why I can record a birth certificate when they told me I could not. <clears throat> well, my theory of law prevailed. So now here at the location where I'm at, the auditor will now record birth certificates. So, um, but, you know, that's property of the state of Washington Corporation, you know, but 
anyway, if they're going to if they're going to convert um, land into property and do a recording on it, then I, that allows me a lot of leeway with with cars, with the first certificates, with everything that is in the, the the corporate world. Yeah, I can put it back on the land through a recording. Hmm. So or unrecording, in, you know, unregistering. In a perfect world, in a free world, we would want to be um, nationals and not citizens, right? Yes, you get the knowledge. You don't harm. You don't harm another. So the United States Corporation, the State of Texas Corporation, you get the knowledge to operate in harmony, and that's what the private do. They operate in harmony. We never hear about them. We just don't make trouble with anybody. We don't mess with them, right? We don't mess with anybody. Yep, but you know, I said if they if they want to put cuffs on you and drag you into contract, and they don't have a right to, um, then that's that's right. No, that's not going to happen. Not and that you're going to pay a penalty. I'm going to be in your office every single day I can, and and I'm going to put you in order. That's what I'm doing. That's one reason why I'm talking to you is to let people know there is remedy, but there's no shortcut to it. Yeah, but it seems like it's a real deep dive into uh, the words of art and the things we've grown up with, right, and just believe to be true. Man. Well, I mean, I, I ask people all the time that I'm helping, will you trust me with your life? And that's a big, that's a big thing to do. Yeah. But what's going to happen is your financial future, your financial life is going to change. I'm going to alter to the better your, your, your future, but there's going to be some responsibility on your behalf, you know, that whatever got you in this predicament, whatever got you in this, 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 this motion, you're going to have to change some things. And um, that, and, and that's what I usually do is I show people um, what they're doing wrong and, and quit, quit doing these activities that the corporate officials, these corporate, you know, police officers and deputies, they perceive is a code violation and they have jurisdiction over. Quit doing some of this stuff. And so, what do we do to put us in that? We just we we contract, and, well, and we don't we don't know what we're doing. We just get into these different contracts. Just because. Most of, yeah, most of the time, yeah, you, you you don't even realize that you're in a contract. And that's, that's, you know, unfortunately, because Americans have not been, quote, this is a contract, instead of just saying, you know, see that street sign? Okay, I, I'm not going to explain it, but that's a contract. Well, see, they don't get it. Hmm. But, you know, I, that street sign there says 45 miles an hour. But the way it's written, it shows it's a contract, and it shows who it it applies only to a licensed, you know, a licensed entity. So if you're not in commerce, that speed limit doesn't apply to you. But there is a responsibility that you don't race through a neighborhood with families. You know, you don't do that. Because now you have an angry father that's ripping you out of the car, being responsible, protecting his property. Right. And, um, so, you know, there are limits to what you can do. But generally, I think most of my listeners, uh, you know, the, the people that I reach... We, we just pretty much want to be left alone, don't we? I mean, just yep. leave me alone. You know, just leave me alone. That's, you know, I mean, that's like me. I got a gate. My my acreage is all fenced off. And one of the neighbors says, you have too many dogs. So the county planner shows up at my gate. And how can I help you? Well, you got too many dogs. You run in a commercial kennel. Okay, county, you know, it's uh, um, Washington State. Thurston County County Commissioner, mm-hmm. um, you're trying to force me in the contract. So unless you can find a commercial um, violation that I am 
you know, running a commercial kennel, you can prove that, you better contact the FBI and ask permission to talk to me because they're not going to let you. And it'll save you your job. And that did happen October 2021. And uh, so, you know, I talked to the county planner out here for two and a half hours at the gate, enlightening him about law. Hmm. He went back to his office, and I never heard from him again. <laughs> I don't think we want to mess with this guy. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm saving him. I'm, I'm showing him, you know, what you're doing. You know, the last county planner lost his job because he, they didn't understand. They thought they had, you know, supreme... Um, so, you know, supreme authority over every every property. Well, this isn't a property. This is unencumbered. I don't have. There's no. There's no statutory loan uh, with a bank on this property. I'm flying. A, I'm bannering a U.S. flag over the gate that I show. I'm showing you right now. I'm changed the contract. I'm not a U.S. citizen. You don't have. You don't have a um, personal jurisdiction. So until you find, and I mean, there, there's some things that you have to prove in order to, you know. To do that. Bring me into court to say that you have a jurisdiction in a statutory court. Talk to the FBI. If they will allow it, then give me a presentment here on the post and um, put it under the rock. I mean, I got a white post right here for, for just for the, the you know private mail. It's going to go on the white post with a rock on top of it so it doesn't blow away. And I will be more than more than happy to sit down with you and discuss this. Not a problem. But anyway, you decided it uh, wasn't worth coming back. Hmm. And how do they get away with um, taxing everything that doesn't move? I think they're, aren't they taxing rainwater collection and other things in some states, even maybe Washington? Well, you know, the address, the 1940 Buck Act, the address does, gives the, uh, the corporation an immense amount of jurisdiction. Hmm. So, yeah, if you're running, if you have an address um, that's visible from the public, from the road to the public side, then that gives them that gives them jurisdiction to come on and start you know like the, the county assessor they come out every I can't remember what six years or so I yeah. can't remember and they they actually walk around your property and they assess the value of it and they you know so what they're doing if they get up right now they're using Google Earth on a lot of this and if they can determine that you might be collecting rainwater and they said that's ours well you know that in the statutory system they made a claim I'm on the land. You know, I, I already claimed the air, the, the water, and the land for my life, and suffocation is a crime. You know, the corporation tries to suffocate a man. That is a crime. So that's what, I, you know, that's how I, that's how I define it, and that's how what I tell them. So, you know, that's, that's the way it is. Hmm. They, you know, I mean, if I, I have to drink, my animals have to drink. And if we don't drink, you know, we, you know, we, we get suffocated. We're not here no more. So you've just figured out a way to put yourself in a in a whole new category of a man um, that most of almost all of us have no idea how to do. We, no, you've been indoctrinated, you know, yeah. and and you don't. You know, most people can't um, they can't comprehend the language that's been it's been totally bastardized and learning the etymology of what these words actually mean is a big part, realizing mm-hmm. that when they took away Shakespearean language, you know, in the late 1500s, that's when, you know, the word, there's a really nice case that's on Tennessee court on YouTube. It's July 2022 with Christopher Hauser being charged with doing illegal liens on public officials. And the judge is asking the plaintiff, you used the word you on your complaint. Can you please give me the definition of the word you? 
and it's not in it's not in Black's Law Dictionary. So he goes, I can't. He goes, how am I supposed to interpret what this complaint says when you put you in here? So they dismissed the lawsuit. So mm-hmm. you know the complaint. It saved it's, you know the judge saved Christopher Hauser, which you know he's he's doing some interesting IRS tax stuff. That anyway, it's up to him. Interesting. But that's the same thing happened. Um, I think it's 2017. Um, Ninth District Court, San Francisco. Gordon Hall. He was put in jail because. Oh, I know he was, Gordon. I know Gordon. Yeah, he uh, he created a yeah. Federal Reserve money order for for somebody that owed back taxes. I believe for 1.2 million dollars. Right. They arrested him, put him in jail for um, creating a fraudulent money order. So the judge asked the public defender and he asked the prosecutor the same question. Please define the difference between fictitious and fraudulent. Both attorneys, they declined, no. Well, what it means is, is the Federal Reserve doesn't have a money order. So if Gordon Hall created a money order that doesn't exist, that is fictitious. And there's no crime against creating fictitious paperwork. So if, if Gordon Hall had created a postal money order, which they do exist, then, then that is the definition of fraud creating something that does exist to defraud somebody. So, they, you know, he, you know but he spent two years in jail. Didn't quite really? offended. And the, and the attorneys, I said, the attorneys are not representing man. No, <laughs> they're deceiving us. Wow. Well, yeah, I heard some some videos of him years ago where audios, he was all this freedom kind of stuff. I recognize the name. Interesting. So they put him in jail for two years? He, they held him in jail for two years. You know, and they, the attorneys knew that he had not committed a crime. Huh. Well, oh, it's spooky business. Um, before we go, a couple. Let's do a couple other emails. This one is from Dennis. What does your guest think about the World Economic Forum, the UN, and these other um, agencies? Do they have any jurisdiction over us? They only. They right now. They're trying. What the deal is with vaccines, and um, if they, you know, if people decide to put a microchip in for their for their banking, you know, it's easier if you have a chip in your hand. Right. Well, if you do that, then they would, they will have jurisdiction. Um, and this is the issue is the people on the planet, tribes in Africa, tribes in South America that are not in civil registration. Um, well, they're not living in homes. They're not driving on blacktop roads and they're living the, you know, the way they have been for thousands of years. The people on planet that are living in the industrial areas like America, you know, Canada, um, Western Europe, where they're, they've got this system of credit. Um, we're enjoying this, the, the, the materialism of not having money. So blacktop schools, malls, TVs, cars that are not, none of it's paid for. We are going to work and we're showing that we, you know, that we've created a equity, you know, that creates the car, creates the blacktop. But, um, the world economic forum is, is they're creating a system for, you know, the entire, they, you know, they, they're creating a world co- um, corporation. You've got to understand that the courts are under a huge amount of liability for color of law violations. Title 18, Section 241, 242, using the color of law on a man. A corporate, basically what it means is corporate, a corporate bylaw is not for a man. It's for co- other corporations. Corporations only recognize artificial entities. But so when a man walks into a court, and it's a corporate court, the the threat of slavery is huge, and that's that's penalty of death. So it's for their protection. The World Economic Forum and the 
the statutory system to have a civil registration for all people on planet Earth, and then then they have full control. But the private will always be private. So it's all about knowledge. If the people learn what the private people learn about commerce, then I do believe the remedy will be there that you you know you just don't go into the the public, the commercial corporation side. You so still, you know, don't get involved with them somehow. Huh? Well, you, I mean, it's a better life. So, but there is remedy to to not you know to be out of jurisdiction to where you can't you know the corporation won't harm the man. But most you know ninety five percent of people that I realize will walk in voluntarily because they have no knowledge and they will give up their rights because they don't know what they are. Right. So, but then they can, they then they will complain, you know, that, you know, my religion says I don't take our pharmaceuticals. I take plant medication. Well, you don't have any rights once you do that. I sent you a, an email this morning. You probably saw it. It was from I think Wyoming, where they're passing some legislation saying that whatever, whatever the World Economic Forum and whatever uh, CDC and these requirements. Uh, we're just not having it here in, in Wyoming. Do you think this is going to be um, more um, more relevant uh, for various states around the country, and they're they're going to really understand that they can um, not not do what these people say? Centers for Disease Control. Yes, it's you know it's 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 the same thing. Where okay, you have all your rights, okay, but now you walk into court and you give up your rights voluntarily because you don't know you just did that you think that's the proper thing to do you know so you know you're walking into a foreign state of texas for a traffic violation when you are traveling and they don't have any jurisdiction and the man doesn't realize he wasn't being paid a wage he wasn't in commerce so hmm. the um, but because he gave the driver's license to the code enforcement the you know texas state patrol that now he's under contract when he you know he really he really wasn't because he doesn't realize the separation. So yes, you can tell the people we're not going to do we're not going to go through the, you know, the, the, this part, but they'll set up courts and they'll send you a, a presentment in the mail with an address on it, you will show up voluntarily and contract into it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's they'll then they'll come back and say, "Well, we gave the people remedy. We said we're we're not going to enforce it, but if you want to volunteer in, then come on in." Come on in. Because people are afraid because they you're afraid of something you have no knowledge of. Here's an email. Obamacare writes the emailer was another egregious example of attempting to force people into a contract. A lot of people saw right through this and refused to participate. But today, there are so many scenarios where contracts are deceptively thrust upon us. It seems they want to tax us for everything we do or don't. What's next? A, top, a tax to... Um, Scratch your butt. <laughs> um, they just won't stop, will they, as long as we keep doing it? They won't stop. They, they have jurisdiction over the citizen only. And if you believe this is, you know, these are your taxes, then you're a citizen. Well, well I don't want to believe that. But no man believes this is, you know, I know the difference. I know what the address is. I know what the all caps is. I, you know, I realize that it has nothing to do with I, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm under a different creator, you know, and that's the thing about it. I don't raise my hand and oath to a artificial corporation. Mm-hmm. No, why would I do? I already gave my oath to my creator. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm not listening to you. If you want to talk some truth and law, which you can't, then you know I'm in a wrong society. So please, you know, please give note. You know, if you, you can do a failure to appear on what you own, but if you attach it to a man, that's a crime. But if you, you can attach it to a citizen, and, and under international law, you've agreed to it. If you once you're acting as a citizen, and that's where you know the Americans, there's there's. Right now, they don't know what truth is anymore. It's been so long. Yeah, it's just been so. This is interesting from uh, Sylvia. So, are there are there corporations or organizations or something we can form for ourselves and our families to protect ourselves? Knowledge. Yeah, you you assemble with other men, mm-hmm. and you you know you know truth. In the meantime, you look at all your documents, and you you realize what connection you have to them, and if you give up rights, then you claim your rights. But um, right now, you, you don't fear the corporation, and you make sure that the agents of the corporation have knowledge that they don't have jurisdiction over the man. And if they overstep that, you know, right now, if I'm in a police car, and I'm a police officer, and um, I have a, a contact order for 125 you know, Jones Avenue for a Mr. Smith, and I drive up, first thing I'm going to look for is that address on the, on the house. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a legal term. And I see an address. Oh, I got jurisdiction. So I walk up, bang, 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 bang. The door opens up. I'm looking for Mr. Smith. Oh, I'm Mr. Smith. Okay, he just identified him as my contact. So I got full jurisdiction. And it always happens that way. Just because, because you, you have the address and the whole thing. and so. Yeah, well, the police officer's contracting, and because you don't realize what he's doing as a contract, hmm. you're stepping into a contract every single time, mainly because most people, when they see a, you know, a, a, a police officer, they get fearful because they don't do us any good 99% of the time. We, they only harm us. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, those guys aren't fun. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, um, and that's where, you know, people of America... You know, not the United, not the citizen of the United States. When they, if you know, he said it's, the remedy is there for everything. And fortunately, like I, you know, like I, I expose people to is because of your lack of knowledge. You're, you're, you know, you believe that they're corrupt. You believe that things are not, you know, not mm-hmm. right. But you, you know, right now because of the lack of knowledge, you know, it, is it their bad or is it your bad? Well. Unfortunately, you know, if you want, to, if you don't want any problems, you can always leave the United States by foot, walk to Mexico, and now you're now you're back on the land outside the outside the United States Corporation, and you're free. Or you can learn how to do documents, and you can, you know, be recognized as a man, and now you're free. It's you know, there's many ways how to do this. Oh, so so you could actually go to another country if you wanted to, and you'd be. Aren't you going to get involved in their old contract thing too? Only if you injure their pe- only if you in- injure their people. Hmm. If you're a threat to the American or to the Mexican people, mm-hmm. yes, they will drag you into court. You know, but you know, if you're a good guy, just looking, you know, to you know, be in harmony. No, you're not going to have any problems. But you know, you're you know, 22 year old man, and you want to do the nightlife, and you know, you're. You're hanging around a bunch of ruffians, and things break loose, and you're the foreigner. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be drugged into their court system, and you're probably not going to be happy because you don't. You know, I said they're you as an outsider causing problems in their society. Well, Robert Ritzman, this is pretty 
fascinating stuff. So do you have um, places, uh, websites that you can send people to they could learn more about this? What could you advise them they're interested yeah. in these things? You know, there's been, there's been lots of people that I studied to put, formulate a lot of this stuff, you know, and and uh, Romney Stewart on his Dystonium Deception channel on YouTube was, was very helpful in learning. What's, what's, you know, his, all name? He did what's was his name? Romley Stewart. Romley? R-O-M-L-E-Y? Yes. Stewart? Yes. YouTube? Yes. Okay. He's out of Queensland, Australia. But he was, you know, he... He got abused by the police, so he just, he wanted to. So he went through the whole, you know he he dissected things apart. Carl Miller, um, um, T A R L Miller, under you know constitutional law on YouTube. Okay. You know he he doesn't have a lot, but man, when you understand what he says, it's powerful. Carl Miller, constitutional law, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I mean he you know basically he he. He was taught by the U.S. military on how to reserve your rights. All militaries are de jure, not de facto. So, what does that mean? De jure, de facto? De jure is real law. So, you know, militaries across the world have to be able to talk to each other. So, they use a de jure law. They're running another calendar called the Julian. They run on a twenty-four hour clock, not a split twelve. And they're showing they have another another jurisdiction. But then, then they, you know, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, but he he was trained by the military on constitutional law, so I like him. Mm-hmm. There's a guy out of uh, Canada that teaches about the um, notary and the power of the notary, Robert Menard. Robert Menard, okay. Oh my goodness, he's he's you know he dissects things, and it's you really have to read him, you know, listen to him, read what he does, you know, on three or four or five times. And then, you know, because he's real, I mean, that stuff that he does is really powerful. Robert Menard out of Canada, notary. Yep. Um, <clears throat> right now, there's a guy, um, James Lovett. You know, he's on uh, YouTube. He's, he's doing a lot of broadcasts right now, L-O-V-E-T-T. Okay. You know, and he's reading, he's going on websites, you know, Department of State, and he's reading the websites for you. And um, he's exposing a lot of the system right now. And um, so he's, you know, I don't agree with everybody with everything they say, but I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have Yusuf Al out of Georgia that runs um, um, Secured Party Creditors, SPC University. He teaches you about contract law. And, um, yeah, he reads a lot of law, and, you know, I like what he's, he's doing. He's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of good information. He's trying to help people. SPC University YouTube. Yep. Well, it's, uh, I think High Frequency Radio is his channel. Hmm. Cool. But yeah, he puts out, but you know, it's, you can't learn this in three or four months. I mean, no. it's, it's, it's either wrap your head around and basically, you know, I tell people, yeah, put all your documents down and the first one was a birth registration, go through every bit of it and, and learn what it is. Then the birth certificate, go through every bit of it, learn what a birth certificate is. You know, then the Social Security Administration, Social Security card, learn what that is. You know, and the bank account, the, um, the car registration, car title, you know, the, the power bill, the electric bill, everything that you're using for commerce, you know, understand, get knowledge that none of these names are yours. That's why they say, you know, Klaus Schwab, you will 
You will own nothing and be happy. Because oh, we've been there we've been there for fifty years. Own nothing and be happy. So before we go, lastly, what do you think these people up there, the Schwabs, UN, um, what do you think their their end game is? Is there an end game for them, do you think? Well, you got to understand international law. When people accept the law for 50 years and, and, do, and don't um, rebut it, it becomes law. Mm-hmm. So this new world order happened back in 1971, I believe. We're 50 years past that, and it's in place now. Now they're telling you because people, people accepted it 50 years ago. The boat's already sailed. It's been sailed for a long, long time. So they're just being honest right now. That's why they said we got control. We own every every government. We we've, we've got our people in every government on the planet. Wow. We control it. Wow. But okay, great, great. Are you going to have the corporate farm? Can I still have my T-bone steak? Can I, you know, I hope the hotels, you know, in in, in Cancun stay open because I I like to go on vacation. I hope the airlines are still in place. I hope you allow us to enjoy, you know, the luxuries that we've had for the last thirty years because I've really enjoyed what you created. So keep it up. <laughs> Keep it going. But in the meantime, um, please don't try to, you know, shove your pharmaceuticals down my throat. Um, please don't, you know, say that I'm, I'm responsible for co-paying for your debt. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get, let's get some boundaries here, and uh, we'll all be fine and happy then. So they, they did this New World Order thing in 71, and if nobody says anything for 50 years and it's a deal, how, what kind yeah. of law is that? International law. International you, must, you, you must accept our. If you're accept, accepting the corporate government as your as your government and their codes are your law, then yeah, it becomes, it becomes fact. So you know, I go to court and I dispute it. No, no, it doesn't work that way. And um, you know, I fight them all the time on this stuff. All kinds of cases I tell people, and um, you know, I dispute it. No, I'm sorry, man's still here. I claimed I claimed the land. I claim the water. I claim the air. You're a corporation. You all you claim is paper, so you can put it on paper, whatever you, whatever you, whatever you want to put on paper. But you know, I recognize real. I recognize you know real food, real dirt, real air, real water. Hmm. That's what I recognize. Um, here's the final one. Once you have done the work to decouple from these corporate contracts. Is it still possible to conduct your life in normal ways, just as purchasing items online from Amazon with a credit card? Yep, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, you just you just have a, you know, there's many ways how to do a credit card in banking. Um, you just give like when you do banking, you can go in and because there's no ID for the Social Security name. Okay, the banks, you know, they always ask you for a driver's license, which hmm. is not okay. You got J- John. Um, John Henry Doe will be on the Social Security card. It'll be on the bank account. It'll be on the, it'll be on the credit card. Mm-hmm. But on the driver's license, it's Doe John Henry. It's a different entity. And, and corporate law is totally different. But the banks know this. So when you open, you know, you can open up bank accounts, you know, they're beneficiary accounts, and you claim to be, you know, I'm the benefactor to the, it's my sweat equity that, that, that's funding this. So I want a signature card. So they will give, you know, they will give you a, a, a piece of paper and you write your name on it and then they give you a credit card that has your signature on that cre- on that card. It's a white card that just has your, your signature on it. Now when you go in and they ask for ID, you show them that signature card. That's that Now that's the ID for the account. Now you just separated yourself. Otherwise, what happens, if you look at the checkbook 
on the very end of the signature line, you'll see a very small MP for microprint. If you take a 60-power magnifying glass and you enlarge that line, you'll find it the contract that says um, authorized signature. Now, if you go to the UCC, it's in UCC 4, but you look up authorized signature, you will see that you pay for other people's debts and you're liable for what you're doing. And that's one of the latches that the IRS has is if you have a checking account and you haven't corrected it and you're writing checks, and this is what got Wesley Snipes in jail for two years. You see, you know, he went to jail for two years because he used a checking account. And you know, he, he protested, he, he earned his living outside the United States that he didn't owe taxes. We didn't owe the $11 million of tax, so that was proven. But he did spend two years in jail because he used a checking account. Hmm. So there's remedy for everything, but you know, like me, I spend a lot of time reading cases trying to, trying to find the remedy. And that's where people need to come together in groups to put all this information together that's accurate real-time today, because right now laws are changing daily right now. I can tell you that right now. So if people want to be in the private, but they still want to do commercial commerce, then they need to learn how to protect themselves. But yes, you can, you can, you can do commerce and protect yourself. That's a fact. So this fellow is asking with Amazon and credit card, you can do it. You just have to. Yes. You just have to know the right way to do it. Yeah, you always reserve rights on every contract. You always, you know, in the UCC, which is Private Banking Code, UCC dash one dash three zero eight, shows where you can do a contract but reserve your rights. I'm not going to jail for a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm not going to go to jail. No. Well, Robert, no, thanks. You, thank you're you. welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on. We have a lot of leads. We'll put all of these uh, different websites you mentioned that people can look uh, for on the show page there. And uh, thanks, Sean, for setting this up. And, uh, you know, it's really been fun talking to you. And you sound like a reasonable guy, like like you know what you're talking about. So that's something. It's always good. Talk to people that yes, well, I, have I some practice experience. what I preach. You know, that's what most people don't mm. practice what they preach. Yeah. yeah. Robert, thanks a lot uh, for being here. We appreciate it. You have a nice day, sir. Appreciate it. You too. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Robert Ritzman, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Pretty trippy, huh? Pretty trippy stuff. I mean, hey, you don't want to be a citizen anymore? Become a national. So we'll we'll put all of the uh, all of these. Um, leads in the show page on the audio so you can do your own research if that's something that seems interesting to you or or not <clears throat> okay so we what are we going to do oh we're going to talk to um what are we going to do tomorrow oh uh, fred jashevsky in the real world of money and then we'll have our regular wednesday outing that we do and we'll talk about uh, all kinds of stuff tomorrow at noon Thanks for your support. Really appreciate uh, your ongoing support. If you see some products there on our website that uh, you know float your boat, and uh, you want to do them, just go on there and click on them. And do it. Click on. Them. I got an email today. Um, give a little plug here. Hi Patrick. X three is very intriguing. This is from Vince. Can you see results? Have you ever, have you any before and after pictures? <laughs> I especially like the no soreness aspect. No, I don't have any before actual pictures. I don't even know how to take pictures. You know, people say use your phone. I don't even know how to do that. I'm really a little. But no, they are. Uh, 
Uh, this is working. I'm getting muscles everywhere. Uh, you do about four, let's see, four different uh, exercises. Like we do this high jump, high jump, uh, this thing, and then you do chest, and then you do um, triceps, and then you do calves, and you do booty. So you do about eight different body parts, and you do four a day. And that's it. It takes about 15, 20 minutes, and that's it. You're, you're good. And you don't get sore, but it's, it's really a fascinating um, um, setup, and I think you'll like it. It's using variable resistance, and it's just a bunch of electric, electric, uh, um, elastic, uh, not elastic, but um, latex bands, and and a, and a silver thing. Let's see if I can show you the the picture of it. What happened to it? I don't know how you can possibly lose these things from time to time. Not even possible. Oh, here it is. So that's what it is. So you see this silver bar. It's very sturdy and really cool. And then you, on this one, I think he's doing um, maybe the biceps. So so you're standing on a plate and you're using the latex and uh, using variable resistance. So it never takes the resistance off of the muscle and they, they grow faster, easier, and they don't get sore. It's called X3. X3. And it's on one radio network.com. So check it out. I think you uh, really will like it. I highly recommend it. I think uh, no matter what your, how, ma- how long you've been around the planet, 20 years, 90 years, I don't care, girls, boys, whatever, just go for it. Uh, you'll like it. And you can do as much as you want or as little as you want. I do it every day just because I, I like it. And I like to do, um, you know, set things up where I do it and then I feel better after I do it. Just a discipline thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you just say, okay, I'm going to do it every day and you do it and you get stronger just doing it. Never mind, you know, the the uh, you get stronger spiritually just by doing something that you have agreed to yourself that you're going to do. It's pretty fun. It's the X3. It's on OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks again to Robert and to Sean for setting it up and we will see you tomorrow with Fred Jaszewski, and may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.